Hey, welcome to Tangents Gaming Podcast. My name is Toby. I was thinking the other day about the franchises that we have in video games. We have, of course, NHL, Madden, FIFA, things like that. The one thing people will probably overlook were the franchises that weren't for Atari, Nintendo, Sega. I'm talking about the original back in the 80s. In those days, of course, you had the Atari where they were still trying to get their feet on the ground, trying to introduce home video games to the market right across the board. You had interesting games like Frostbite, Crackpots, uh, Jailbreak, even games like Star Wars and E.T., which I actually liked, but apparently it's one of the worst games ever created. That That's way besides the point. Then you get to the Nintendo, and you get to the Sega. Sega had a bunch of titles which were there, weren't good, weren't really anything to roll with until the Sega Genesis came out. But Nintendo, they had the Mario whole entire universe with Mario, Princess Peach, Luigi, Donkey Kong. Nintendo is probably one of the smartest companies out there for the simple fact they took that idea, that video game, and they rolled with it. And now, I can almost guarantee you, Super Mario Brothers or Mario is one of the most recognizable video game characters ever. Unless you were a horny teenager in the 1990s, then it's Lara Croft. You had Super Mario Brothers 1. And that game right there is a masterpiece. It still holds up to this day, as well as it is so iconic. The coin bleep is one of the most to me, is one of the most used sound bites other than Sonic's coins. In uh, Super Mario Brothers, what? the creator of this game has to be one of the most brilliant game producers, creators that I have ever known. Because usually when you get into a game, you look in the instructions, you learn how to jump, run, things like that. What he did with Super Mario Brothers 1 is he programmed it where the first 10 seconds of the game, you run into everything that you need to know. You, you can walk, you can run, you can jump. The very first thing that you hit are bricks. You hit that, we see a Koopa comes out. You jump on him. All right. You jump up, hit the question mark. You get a power up. And as the game slowly advances, the more you are introduced as a player to get bigger and better. I never knew this when I was actually playing the game back in the day. The more I realize it, this guy is actually quite an interesting mind. I don't really... I understand other games 
having tutorials like this is how you reload this is how you switch but with mario it goes from starting and it just gets a little harder and every time did you ever realize that i sure the hell did i was scrolling across the internet and i found this which led me into a little bit of extra things about Super Mario. Super Mario! I really never thought about. For example, you had Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. People love 1, and the nostalgia with it, it's just incredible. Then you have 2, where most of the people actually hated it. But a true Mario player would realize it was actually not that bad then you have of course ad number three which they said is possibly one of the biggest and best video games ever created even beating out grand theft auto 5 but if you take a look at all three you had the introduction of mario number two is technically a dream I personally never got to the end of it, but people were saying that it was nothing more than a dream in Mario's uh, head. Hence the reason why it was a little unique, a little different. Then with Mario 3, that is based on a play. Because yeah, of course you had curtains, you had crops. Like if you hit if you go to a white block, you hold down for a certain amount of time, you drop behind it, which makes you basically go through everything like behind like the stage and stuff like that. Then at the end is the edge of the curtain or the edge of the stage. Where would they come up with this, these three different ideas? You had the introduction, which was almost like a reality. Number two, which was a dream, and number three was a play. That's big, like, that's a massive, huge question. Like, seriously, how did they figure this out, or did they just sit there, come up with the idea, come up with the concept, and kind of grow with it? Who knows? All right, let's just kind of push away Mario for a bit. Then you take a look at the other ones. Say, when the Genesis came out, they had Sonic, which, all right, the scroll, side-scrolling, everything is like that was absolutely brilliant. It was fast. It was fun. The plot to it was okay. Like, it wasn't as brilliant as Mario. Sonic was more of the fun, the speed, holding down, hitting the button, speeding up. Next, you know, you're flying through the level at warp speed 250 plus miles an hour you had tails you had knuckles you had eggman all right i get it as time went on sega tried to compete with everything that they could like nintendo you had tennis that took games from like the Dreamcast, the Saturn, things like that. Trying to incorporate 
the brand that Sonic was in trying to grow it like Super Mario Brothers. But sadly, it didn't work that way. It was 100% different and it didn't have the same feel that Mario had. Like Mario, their games, they felt like a family. They felt unique. The click that they had was quite interesting. Sega was just more or less like grabbing everything and everything and just shoving it into one pile and boom, <laughs> we got a game. It's Sonic and Friends Racers. Like, uh, oh, stop that. Even Sony fell apart. Like, they had a huge hit with Crash Bandicoot, like Crash Team Racing, Crash Bash. Like, that was a chance for them to actually take it and run with it. And they had a really good plot to it. And it could have went up against Mario. It wouldn't have never been as big as Mario. But it would have been number two for sure. Only if they marketed and perfected it. It was a lot more organized than what Sega did with their characters. I loved Crash Bash. I loved Crash Team Racing. I even downloaded the remastered Crash Team Racing. And let me tell you, that is absolutely nostalgic. And I really do believe Sony dropped the ball on that particular game. And now their focus and their marketing isn't on games like that. It is on like Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead, uh, Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, NHL, like some of the, like all those sports games. Those are the ones that they're focused on because they know they can get more money off of. And do you play them? But with Nintendo, they're still rolling with the whole Mario theme through all their systems. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, 64, GameCube, Wii, and even the Switch. Like, they have it incredibly perfect. Only an idiot could destroy that franchise. And so far, they're doing absolutely magnificent. Even the video or the movie that came out. All right. I'm going to have to backtrack on that last statement because the video was good or the movie was good. Movie was great. It was worth the money. At the same time, Sonic was just as good, even with Sonic 2. Those two were great. In Crash Bandicoot, they will never, ever come out with a Crash Bandicoot movie. It just, in reality, it just won't work. All right, you guys. What do you think? Do you think Mario's number one? Sony dropped the ball on Crash Bandicoot? And did Sega just absolutely have no ball to roll with when it comes to iconic systems? Let me know. Tangents Gaming on Twitter, Facebook, I'm now on TikTok. 
send me a message, comment, share, follow, like, do whatever. Or you can go tangentsgaming189 with a G at gmail.com for your opinion, your thoughts, etc., etc. All right, you guys. Hopefully you had fun and thank you for tuning in. And just remember, I will be releasing more content on Dystopia. So make sure you get your membership so you can go and see some of the exclusive content that I will be creating in the near future for that platform and only that platform. No, it's not going to go on YouTube or anything like that. It's going to be exclusively on Dystopia. So make sure you go. Links in the description where you can get your subscription. And it's an affiliate link. So when you get the membership, it helps me out a little, which will help me grow the channel. Well, until next time, you guys, thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time right here on Tangents Gaming Podcast.